Welcome to the Monsters and Suits podcast. I'm your host, Emery Ensign, also known as Monsters and Suits on Instagram. And today's host is Tasia Brown, the Assistant Art Director of Concept Arts. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing, doing well. Thank you. Thank you for being on. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. So you're the art Assistant Art Director of Concept Arts. So tell me about your job. Yes, so it's me and two other assistant art directors as well. Um, We basically assist helping the real art directors with any projects that they have. Uh, A lot of masking, a lot of putting together files um, for anything that needs to be put together. So anything that they need, we're there to help with. Um, And then we're also able to creatively come up with ideas and everything as well for projects. So you're telling me that you do a lot of uh, movie posters? Movie posters, uh, billboards, things that go on buses, things for streaming, Hell and that yeah. nature. Yeah. That's tight. <laughs> that's tight. So so you work a lot in what, Photoshop and Illustrator? Photoshop, mostly. That's kind of my house. That's where I live at. A lot of layers, a lot of masking. <laughs> that's tight. So uh, where do you go to to learn tips about Photoshop? Is it YouTube or is it online? Is, it, is it asking friends? Is it- YouTube is my savior. Yeah. Just because I'm a visual learner. So it's nice to have the videos up and then I can have Photoshop up as well. And I can be doing it side by side, pausing the videos, going back. Uh, so that's kind of where I live to learn information. I was just on YouTube today about um, how to do something with a PDF. Yeah. So <laughs> It's simple things too. Like yeah. I feel like sometimes... My brain just goes blank and they're like, can you fix the kerning on this? And then I have to go make, yeah, which one's kerning again? <laughs> so well, that's, that's InDesign and you're obviously not in InDesign yeah. very much. Thank I mean, God. InDesign is my jam. Like I was telling you, I was like, that's what I do. I mean, it's like reports and, and whatnot. It's like even what I usually would do in Illustrator, I just do in InDesign now. Yeah. Unless there's little that I do in, in, in um, Illustrator, but... It's usually all InDesign, and then um, I work with a lot of photos, too. So, you know, I'm pretty familiar with uh, Photoshop, too. I like Photoshop a lot. Yeah, we started. Now I'm really getting into photography because, obviously, when you make posters, you need to look at photography. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, currently, we're using Lightroom, oh. which I only dabbled in a little bit. But when you're going through thousands and thousands of photos, you know, it's pretty nice. Dude, there's a lot you can do in Lightroom. Um, it almost is like half of what you can do in Photoshop. I know all the, the, the young people that I work with, they're all Lightroom. And, um, you know, of course, um, we, well, I grew up using Bridge. Mm, yeah. I know a couple people still use Bridge. Bridge and, and Camera Raw, you know. Yeah. Through Bridge. <laughs> but, you know, Lightroom's good too. All right. So so let's go back to uh, the very beginning for you. So, So growing up. Were you a uh, creative? Did you have um, supportive parents or how, how did that go for you? I was definitely a creative kid. I was the kid making up dances in my bedroom. I was the yeah. kid drawing. Like Mario on, on, a, on his Instagram. <laughs> you seen his Instagram? No. He's always dancing on that thing, man. On the TikTok? Yeah, I love it. Nice. Uh, yeah, I was the kid drawing pictures like mini books for the other kids uh, at daycare. Yeah. Um, even though I complained about not liking art, and I still have a teacher from my daycare who I'm still you, friends with. Him. Why would you complain about not liking art? I don't even remember. She always just said I never liked it at any, and it was it was weird because I was fortunate enough to go to an elementary school where we had like music class, art class. We had a really nice art teacher, and she would teach us oil pastels and watercolor. Like as little kids, it's kind of crazy. That's a nice elementary school. Yeah, jeez, <laughs> I was in Citrus Heights. It was a long time ago. Mine were just like, go out and play on yeah. the playground. That's it. <laughs> exactly. I, I I wish more schools had programs like that because it really was super nice to have all that stuff and learning material so early on. Yeah. I think it's, I think, well, creativity really helps the brain in a lot of different areas. I mean, if, if you can be creative with writing reports and being a scientist and, you know, it's like if you're creative, man, it's good. And it's like you learn that when you're young. It's very beneficial. Exactly. I agree. But it is too bad, man. They don't concentrate on that anymore. Well, a lot of the programs are getting cut. Yeah, because of funding and everything. But I feel like that it should honestly be a priority because it does help. And then you get the creative kids like me where that's the outlet. 
yeah. and it helps you learn in other subjects as well. Like for me, man, it's, um, you know, I was dealing with a lot of, uh, anxiety and, um, just nervous energy when I was a kid and being in the class sitting all the time. So drawing in the classroom helped me be able to concentrate on what I was trying to learn. Oh yeah, definitely. I was the doodler. Yeah, me too, man. <laughs> that was it. That was it. So, um, so you had supportive teachers. Do you have supportive parents in that field or, or when you went into graphic design, I mean, I don't, if you don't want to talk about your parents, <laughs> let me know, but um, were they like, what the heck are you doing? Or were they like, yeah, go for it. No, they're always supportive. It was definitely as long as it's making you good money to survive, you know. So it was but about let's do that. It's about money, not not about happiness. I mean, it was a, it was a bit of both. It wasn't like a lot of people I know where they their parents kind of steer them into a certain direction because of the money. It was just like do what you love, but make sure you can also support <laughs> yourself. I think I think mine were the same because uh my my well especially my dad was like. You know, you knew I was like a very artistic kid and he's like, the only way to make money doing art is with graphic design. And that's kind of why I went into it. But, I, you know, now I'm like, no, you're a liar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, we're living a different time now. You can you make money doing a bunch of stuff they didn't yeah. have access to when they were younger. Damn straight. Um, Damn straight. I don't even know if they knew. They probably knew about graphic design, but. My dad's a designer, so he knew. Nice. Yeah. So it's kind of really in the family. But um, so all right. So when you when you went to high school, were you taking art classes? Yeah. So another was fortunate enough to go to a high school. They kind of called it like a performing arts high school, but Dude. it wasn't it it wasn't victorious. We weren't like going around <laughs> dancing and every you know it wasn't like that. Um, but we had an animation class. Uh, teacher Mister Sullivan. He had a lot of students who work Pixar, Disney. There was rumors that. Sully on Monsters, Inc. was no. designed after him because he was a super big man, kind of like Sully. Um, and the rumor was that one of his students worked on Monsters, Inc. and modeled Sully after him, <laughs> which is really cool. Um, we had art classes. We had an airbrushing station in one of our art classes. Yeah. We had um, a dark room for photo. Nice. So another thing <laughs> was fortunate enough to have. So I did art from freshman year of high school to senior year of high school, just doing all types of mediums. That's cool, man. Airbrushing was hard. I remember doing airbrush in high school, and I just recently trying to get back into it right now. Um, but it's, it's it's hard, man. I don't think I ever really got it. I was more of a color pencil type of guy in high school. Yeah, you know? a lot of Prismacolor pencil. Yeah, Prismacolors. <laughs> a lot of that. A lot of, we did ink wash. We did nice. oil pastels. Um airbrushing i think i made one piece from instant coffee i use kind of like watercolor but just using instant coffee instead that's sick. yeah that's sick. that was like my senior year i needed something creative well it sounds like the job you have now is very creative as well yes it definitely stimulates my creative mind i think um i think a lot of graphic designers don't have that mm -hmm. in their job and they have um very stale jobs, especially a lot of state designers and, you know, in California, Sacramento, you know, they're doing a lot of, uh, laying out reports mm -hmm. and, um, doing graphs and maybe infographics are probably the most creative thing they're doing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's not a lot of room. It was much more like, this is what we need you to do. Just stay within these lines. Use these exactly. colors. Let's, let's just stick here. You don't need to go crazy. Yeah, you have the the brand colors of the state yeah. agency that oh you're working gosh. for, and that's that's it, man. But um, you know, I mean, I kind of like that. Um, I like that challenge. Earlier in my career, I liked that challenge. I like being creative within a box. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really cool. But um, over time, that's uh, a little. <laughs> I, I still one. sometimes feel like I like that box sometimes too, because when they're like okay, this is what we need to do. This is what to do. Go crazy. And I'm sitting there looking at my Photoshop like, oh. You're at the completely other end of the spectrum. <laughs> you're like, you're on the other end of the spectrum. You're like, I can be as creative as I want. Oh, no. This no is, box this is at juggling. all. So Dude. then I just start. And then I, you know, the second guessing. And I had to step away, come back. 
then just do stuff I kind of didn't even think of in the beginning. And then that's where it starts to build and that's where it gets good. So can you talk about one project that you've worked on or are you, do you not want to talk about a project? I don't know, but let me know if, if you think you're able to talk about a project that you worked on. I think a lot of the stuff I'm working on I can't talk about because I signed papers. Yeah, yeah, I imagine. Not talk I imagine. Um, I think all the stuff that they recently came out with, um, they were doing before me. So mm-hmm. I just kind of came in as that stuff kind of really went public. Uh, so the stuff that I'm currently working on, it's not out yet. Cool. So it sounds like a cool job, man. Sounds very creative. So, um, well, let's. So, what did you? What made you decide to get a graphic design major? Well, <laughs> it's a funny story. I hit about my sophomore year, so second year of college, the spring semester, and I was undeclared. I've been undeclared for two years. Just chilling, taking undergraduate, enjoying college. Going to Sac State? Yeah, I went to Sac State right out of high school. Dude, nice. And I was like, I don't want to go community. I want college experience, football games and all that. And Did hit, you find that at Sac State? Oh, yeah. there was. I did a lot of, well, I had to also work. Yeah. Um, so I was working a lot and taking 15 units. What, what job did you have? Like? Oh, my gosh. I was a deli worker. At Bel Air. Nice. So that's a good job. My uncle is a manager, so. That's a good job, man. <laughs> but that's nobody cool. knew when we first, when I got here, <laughs> nobody knew. I just, I needed a job. I just turned 18. And he's like, okay, you can apply. And I was like, great. And great. that was my first job. Oh my gosh, for like a year and a half. But I'd work 1 p.m. to 10 p.m. mostly. So I was doing 15 units at Sac State. But drive to Elk Grove to work 1 to 10 go to sleep and wake up for an 8 a.m. math class the next day, sleeping in class. (laughs) So, so my, uh, a problem I had with going through the design program was, was you're competing against the kids that didn't have to work. Yeah. And so, you know, when a teacher would be like, all right, put up your projects and you know, this person didn't have to work, you know, their parents are either paying for it, living with their parents or what have you. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, I worked 35 hours this week. Yeah. <laughs> and I literally have been staying up till 3 a.m. every night to try and get this project done. <laughs> and and the teacher is like just gushing over this other person's work. And yeah. you're like, you're like, yeah, but they've had probably 20 hours of work on exactly. it. Exactly. Like I just got back from work. Right. It was nice because, well, back again, my sophomore year, they told me last in hall. You have to pick a major or you can't sign up for classes in the fall. So I was freaking out because I did not know what I wanted to do at that point. I knew I liked art and I liked that aspect. I didn't want to do fine arts because I was like, I don't think I'm a fine artiste. I I like the classes and everything. Fell asleep in art history a little bit. But I really, I liked art. Art history is tough. Art history was rough. It's a lot of memorization. I fell asleep a lot. Because I worked, I would forget that there was a quiz the Ooh, next day. Right? <laughs> Everyone's looking at their flashcards. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's a quiz today. <laughs> well, I guess I'm not going to pass this. <laughs> um, but I actually was looking through all the majors. And I was like, okay, maybe I can do graphic design. Like, that's digital art. I, I think I can do that. Forgetting that it was an impacted major. Yes. Went to actually talk to Pratt. Um, he was the professor Did I talked you? to right on. and he pulled out the sheet. He was like, okay, we can declare you as express interest in graphic design. You take this, 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 this class in the spring and the fall, this is this in the spring. And then you can apply for the program. So extended your period of time that you're going to have to be at Sac State. Yeah. So I, it extended by like a year, Yeah, which wasn't five years. Isn't too bad. No, no. I would tell anybody that should be the average, like four years is ridiculous. That's yeah. if you don't have a job. Yes. <laughs> you get to take 18 units a semester and just go to school. Um, but he was like, yeah, just do this, do this. And then you can apply for the program. And I was like, cool. <laughs> and then he's like, well, we do. you have to apply and only half of the people get in. And you have to do a whole portfolio at the end to submit. Um, so no guaranteeing at all. Yeah, so no guaranteeing. I was like, well, I don't know what else I'm going to do. So let me just do this. Uh, so I took all those classes. Uh, I think at that point, I think I left Bel Air 
And then I was working at Cracker Barrel, the restaurant. Um, I was a hostess, which nice. was right down the street from Sac State. Yeah. Which yeah. was better than driving across town. Uh, so I would work 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. And then I would drive to Sac State. At Cracker Barrel? Oh, yeah. What's going on at 6 a.m. at Cracker Barrel? <laughs> <laughs> so now it's different now. The location um, I used to work at, now they open at 9. I was like, oh. Where was that when I was up at the crack of dawn? 6 a.m. 6 a.m. You would think people who you need to be asleep. No. Right there at the door. People are sitting on the rocking chairs ready to eat their pancakes. Dude. <laughs> I had no clue that they opened up that early. Yeah. I didn't even think they they had breakfast there. Jeez. Oh, yeah. They have breakfast all day. I'm not promoting them, but no. breakfast all day. But yeah, 6 a.m., 10 a.m. I've never eaten there, to be honest. It's pretty but. good. Pretty good. Pretty good. I guess depending where you, as always, I tell people, depends on the cooks. But I would go to Sac State, take a nap in my car, and then I would go to my classes. I was doing graphic design classes, and I was still doing GE classes that I didn't get to finish yet. So I was kind of going back and forth between those all the way up until we apply for the program. And then you get to just be crying because you don't know if you're going to get into this program or not. <laughs> Did you have confidence that you're going to get in? You're just kind of unknown. I was, I was unknown, but a part of me was just telling myself like, you got this. And if you don't got this, I guess we'll figure it out. Cause I don't know what else you're going to do. Well, I mean, you kind of, you see your competition, right? You're- yeah. So we, I had classes of people. Um, that's where I first met my real closest friends. Yeah. Uh, we end up having Me classes too. together. It started off with two of them, Bernadette and Alan. I love them. And we would stay in the lab super late, just working on stuff, asking each other's opinions, printing stuff out 10 times. You're sitting there cutting it with an X-Acto knife, yeah. messing it up, printing it again. <laughs> and you're trying to paste your stuff with the rubber cement and you're messing it up. It was, it was a whole big ordeal. So when we turned it in, we told ourselves, okay. When we get our letters, we're going to go up to Mariposa. I think it's the third floor. There's a balcony out there if anybody wants to go there. Super nice. There's benches and stuff. Like We're going to go there and we're going to open up our letters together. <laughs> Dude, that's so cool. <laughs> but we're, you know, not thinking, well, what if we all don't get in? What if one person gets in? And what if two people <laughs> get in and one person doesn't? <laughs> then we'd have to fake happy and then go cry after. But we actually all got in. That's sweet. It was nice. That's the way, man. You you rise each other up, right? Oh yeah, we were so Never excited. There is raise each other up, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but there was not one time where we were like, we're not gonna get in. It's I guess I was kind of pre manifesting. We're just like, we're gonna do this. Like we're gonna get in. We're gonna do this. Yeah, see, I bet you knew. Like looking around, probably at the competition, you're like, you know what? I, I think I'm doing okay. It was crazy. Some people were doing some crazy cool stuff. And I was like, I think it it hit a point where I went back and redid some of my stuff because I saw what other people were doing. I was like, oh, mine's not. That's not the bar. I need to need to kick it up. So I would I actually went back and redid my stuff for the for the port for the portfolio. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, ooh, all these other people are doing all those crazy stuff. I don't even know how they do that. See, that's how you (laughs) learn, though, is, is you learn by looking at other people. Seeing, seeing what the possibilities are. Exactly. Seeing where you need to grow. Maybe just kind of creep and just look at people's laptop. What are you working on? What are you working on? That's the way, that's the way you do it. And we go in the other room. Like, Dang, did you see that? Yeah. Dude, that was so cool. <laughs> like, that person does amazing stuff, man. Yeah, Dang. we're like looking at ours. We're like, okay, wait, maybe we got to tweak. Maybe, maybe we got to tweak some stuff in here. <laughs> I remember doing that too, man. I remember like um, just jiving off my friends being like, all right, well, what are you doing? What am I doing? Okay. I'm like, dude, that's pretty sick. Oh, man, I need to do my stuff a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And you kind of build off of that, you know. It was good to get that feedback. Yeah. Just like, mm, I mean, that's cool. But what if you did this? And then after I built, oh, I didn't think about that. Let me you, try this. You know, outside of school, when you get into your career, it's like, you do find that sometimes with with uh, fellow coworkers, mm-hmm. and it's not with all of them, but you'll 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 get a comfort zone with one or two that that you're very friendly with that you can do that with, and um, you know it's very valuable. It helps a lot. I feel like 
I just got super fortunate at my job. It feels like I can just ask anybody. Doesn't matter what rank they're at, their creative director, art director, assistant art director. I feel like I can message anybody and be like, hey, can you please look at this for me? Get honest feedback, not just, no, oh, it looks bad. No, change that. You and know, I know a lot of, I mean, from the graphic designers I've talked to, um, a lot of them feel like their, uh, their jobs are very competitive mm-hmm. and they don't have that friendly environment. So because everyone's kind of competing with each other. Exactly. And um, no one's, it's like, you can't ask someone for help. One is they don't have time because they're working on so many projects. They're, mm-hmm. over, they're, they're overworked. Exactly. And two is, is the people are very, very competitive. So they're, they don't want to help you out because yeah. they're like, this is, I had learned this on my own. So have fun learning on your own too. Yeah. It's like this weird, like, I don't want to tell you my secrets because I yeah. feel like you're going to get better than me and that's not going to happen. Dude, that's not a good, that's not a good environment to be in, man. And you know, if, if you find yourself in that environment, probably should be looking for a new one. Yeah. that's, Nobody should make you feel degraded. Right. Nobody should be, especially non-graphic designers, telling you how to graphic design. <laughs> Dude, but that that is the world we deal in. Yeah. We, we deal with, right? I mean, because, um, I mean, depending on, you know, what type of graphic design you do, but you're always dealing with the client. And that client, I was just doing a freelance job today. And um, the client was like, well, can, can you do this? I'm like, in my head, I'm like, this looks perfect right now and that's not going to look good. And, and with some people I have the rapport to, to, to say that to you. And I'm like, no, that's going to look for very, very bad. And here mm-hmm. are the reasons why. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and as long as I have the language and vocabulary to back it up and say, this is, this is why it's not going to work that great. Exactly. Um, is, but, um, a lot of times you don't. And, um, one of the things I learned is, uh, pitching design ideas to people, is that um, whatever design you like? So if you if you pitch three concepts, your least favorite concept one hundred percent of the time will get chosen. Yes, that's a fact. That is true. That happened to me in the program all the time. <laughs> I put up my stuff. Mario used to make us put up 20, 40 sketch ideas. He'd go around picking. I'd be like, yeah, I hope he fixes this one. I really like this one. I like this concept. The one I hated. Oh, yeah, Dude. we're, we're going to go with this one. And you're just like, well, I guess I got to make it work. <laughs> did you have to do a book cover design? Yeah, we did. So I, what what was your book? I did Lord of the Flies. Dude, that's Because I tight. love that book. I think, is it a banned book now? Uh, yeah, yeah, actually, it is. I, I just read that. It I is. love that book. I think we read that book. I want to say I was in middle school when we read that book. Really Dude. love that book. Um I remember when they were telling us about the book design uh, project, I just remember sketching already. Oh, man, what do I want to do? Do I want to do broken plain pieces? Do I want to do handprints? Do I want to do this, that? So I actually went to my friend Stu's house. Um, My friend Bernadette, we were in his backyard in the dirt. He had like this dirt backyard with rocks (laughs) and stuff. Sounds like Lord of the (laughs) I said, okay, Bernadette, I'm going to paint your hand kind of looks like blood you're gonna stamp it on this rock and then i'm gonna take my iphone and i'm gonna take a picture of it kind of halfway to make it look like kids have been like walking around she had smaller hands than me so i thought it would look like kids (laughs) (laughs) and i was like it's gonna look like they were walking around like after they killed piggy and touching the rocks and stuff um so i actually took the picture that i used on my book cover with my iphone dude that's kind of a that's one of the cool things about mario's class so Mario is one is a teacher at Sac State for those that didn't go, and um, what was his last name? Uh, Mario uh, Estioco. Yeah, Estioco. Sorry, Sorry I, I should have known that. Yeah, <laughs> I should have known that. But um, but he always he always teaches like doing things by hand mm-hmm. and and really creating the whole thing yourself. You know, not using stock images, not even using like real fonts, like creating your own fonts. Like, yeah, he wants everything by hand, and I, I learned a lot from doing that getting outside of the programs and actually doing some things that are creative instead of, you know, what you do nowadays or outside the programs, like stock imagery. Mm-hmm. Um, everything's kind of doing stock imagery. And yeah. there's 
you you do everything as quick as possible in in design or whatever program and and uh, Mario really taught you to do things by hand and and I appreciated that. Yeah, he's really big on kind of integrating that photography whatever you take with the design, so you get yeah. a little bit of both. So I definitely took from that because I was like, I don't I don't want just a generic book design. Like I'm not gonna do that. I'm like it look cool. Yeah. Uh, it came out really cool. I really liked it a lot. So, that was definitely one of my favorite uh, projects going through school. So what was your favorite project going through school? Mine was probably the playing cards. I don't know if you guys got to do the playing I've, cards. I've seen people do them. Yeah. I've seen people do them. Yeah. Those are really cool. So we got to pick themes for our playing cards. Um, so I did um, American Sign Language playing cards. Type. My stepsister, she's deaf, so really? I know sign language. So that was my foreign language. That was my language going through Sac State. My foreign oh, yeah, language. mine too, because I knew I was going to get an A because I already knew sign <laughs> language. That's tight. <laughs> so I went and learned. And well, I was like, it's a visual language, and yeah. you don't have to learn how to how to speak it and write it. So that's kind of why I did it. <laughs> exactly. But, I was like, dude, but I, I forgot everything. Like, I was fluent. At the end of the at, at the end of the year, <laughs> I forgot everything. Two weeks later, oh, I couldn't man. do anything at all. Yeah, yeah, if you don't keep doing it, you'll start to lose it. But I've been doing it for many, many, many years, so I know I can communicate with somebody. The visual language, man. But I just thought when I was coming up with my playing cards, I was like, man, I don't think I've ever really seen like ASL playing cards. So I had um, like the king. The queen with the K and the G for the king and the queen. The Joker had kind of like the visual of the J. Um, I think I made it like a neutral colored palette because I like the idea that being deaf doesn't come in one color. You can be all different colors and every, like they're, they're deaf. So I had a neutral palette. I like it. Yeah, it was really cool. So for your king and in your queen or whatever so did you have the the sign as the king and queen or yeah what did you... it was like the image so like the king had the k the queen i had the q and then for the um for the j because when you're doing the j it's a motion so i just found an illustration that had it had like kind of the arrows that showed you which direction to do the j yeah uh, which is very cool and then for the numbers obviously it just had the numbers it's so um what was your what what was your favorite class going through the, the program? Oh my gosh! Honestly, my favorite class, which is probably funny because a lot of people probably hated this class, was doing um, like colors. I think it was color theory with Mario. Oh yeah, <laughs> because we I I can now get any type of paints and then mix it all together, mix different ones together, and create the colors that I want. I don't need all of them. 20 bottles. You give me five bottles and I can make 20 colors. It was well, really cool. The history of color theory and graphic design goes all the way back to uh, Bauhaus and mm -hmm. uh, Christopher Albers, right? So Chris, I think Christopher Albers was like the one that was leading up color theory at the Bauhaus. I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. You know, don't comment on it if I am. <laughs> but um, but um, it's, it's, you know, that's a part of graphic design, man. So that's very important. Yeah. And I definitely enjoyed that too. At the time, we were kind of just like, Mario, please just sign off on this because yeah. he'd make us. Well, the project sucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he'd make us take these squares and we had to yeah. put them together. And he's like, okay, I want you to make the right one look like it's light green, even though it's not. And this with the other color. And so we're just constantly sitting there like, I think we got it. I think we got it. And he come by. No. Try again. <laughs> and we're just like, why? <laughs> with the color rings. <laughs> Dude, I also hated hated doing it. I wouldn't say that's my favorite class. My, my favorite class was graphic design history because um, that's where I that's where I found all these movements and um and um, like I talked about this on the last time was like Swiss design, international mm -hmm. type of typographical style stuff like that. You know, nice. um, that that's where that was my jam, man. Yeah, I mean, I like learning about you know Saul Bass and everything yeah, and right? seeing the movie poster. I was like, oh man. Yeah, that's so bass, like yes. just them doing that. Even back then, it was pretty cool. Right, <laughs> like for what they did for those movie posters, I was like, man, man with the golden eye and all. That. I was like, oh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> Dude, that that movie poster. I mean, yeah, and then you have Psycho, or mm -hmm. you have all these cool ones, man. But um, or Vertigo. But um, yeah, they're they're excellent. 
and like they still you know motivate me today like if i'm gonna put up a graphic design poster i'm putting that up yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and now everything's like a you know or movie posters they're a big mesh of different photos right a photoshop collage oh man different, now it's different like, heads now and, it's all about just having everybody who's in the movie on the poster the big montage <laughs> <laughs> Well, they sell it. I mean, if you have a yeah, if you have like Tom Cruise or most deaf on there, you know, it's gonna sell it, right? <laughs> but um, so what's your advice for um for people that are just starting out the program? I would say talk, get any feedback you can from people around you. I think more eyes are better than just yours. Um, yeah. you can get as long as it's good feedback. It's not just no, I don't like this. Okay, why <laughs> don't you? That's not constructive. <laughs> why don't you like this? Is it the color? Is it the composition? Like, why? What do you mean? So get people who actually are going to help you, and you help them as well. You know, when somebody's asking you for feedback, give them honest feedback. That's constructive. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I just don't like this, but tell them why. Dude, I, I appreciate that. I mean, now it's like I do. Um, yeah, I do a lot of fine art nowadays, and um, I'm always looking for that. And it's, it's surprising because. A lot of people, uh, their ego get in the get gets in the way, exactly. and so they're not they're not accepting of it, and um, they're very just prideful. And um, so if you see, if you say anything at all about their work, you're like, yeah, but you need to you know create a better like reflective lights, uh, you know highlights, mm-hmm. or you know that you can see it in their face. They're like, nah, I'm not very happy about this. Yeah, and, <laughs> and uh, for me, it's just it's. It's uh, any kind of constructive feedback on anything I do is super important. I'm all about learning and getting better, and that's how you do it, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, in the program, you know, we had um, classes with Park, and she would cut our stuff up with scissors in front of us, rearrange it, and be like, this. And we'd be like, yeah, that does look better, but we don't want to admit it because we just cut up all of our stuff. (laughs) But... The funny thing about that is now and now at my job, I'll do that. Yeah. I'll do that. So it's like, you know, you take that lesson and then you, you, you're doing it yourself later on down the line. Exactly. Then you're like, man, I guess she was right. Like, this, this look a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, like If I'm doing like a creative design piece, I'll often be cutting them up and kind of merging them together. And I'll have a piece of paper and they're all like just different cuts, pieces, pieces put on there. <laughs> I'm rearranging them. I mean, that's the way to go. Just go as far and beyond as possible. Uh, like I was telling you earlier, you can always reel it in. It's hard to kind of dish it out. I like that. So earlier you were saying we're talking about creativity and, and design work. And I was saying I always start out with way too much. So the uh, the logo for, for this podcast itself, I, I had made the mistake of, of just putting way too much. There, there are too many art elements were on the logo that weren't actually doing anything. Mm-hmm. So they were just art elements kind of serving as decoration. And if, if uh, the element isn't actually doing something to support the design or the message that you're trying to communicate in your design piece, then it shouldn't be there. And so with the, with the logo for the podcast, I just, I just did it like real quick. And then I sent it off to Mario and then like, like two days later, I'm staring at, it, I'm like, dude, what I do? Like, oh crap, man! I sent it to Mario too quick, and um, so I had to change it up, and I had to send it to him, send him a revised one later. And he's like, "Nah, man, it's it's a cool fam. Don't worry about it. I'll change it up." And um, and so so I was saying, so my problem is I always start out with way too much stuff, and then um, I always have to cut it back, cut it back, and cut it back, and then I get to the meat of it, and I get to um, you know, like my motto with design, which we'll go over later, but is a uh, simplicity is a key to good design. And, um, I always have to cut back to that and mm-hmm. I'll end up with something simple and clean and supporting the message I'm trying to communicate. But, but so you were saying that it's better to start off with too much yeah, than not enough. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's easier that way. Cause sometimes it's hard to just sit there and be like, okay, what should I add? And then you had one thing, two things like, no, you take both back. No, maybe I should add this up. But when you have a lot, you just start scaling back colors, start taking some stuff away. Oh, maybe I can adjust this. Just as it's just like you said, you get to a simple design that you actually like. 
and it still has elements that you had originally that you already like. Yeah. So then yeah. you just like the whole thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I guess that would be better than, than trying to uh, be like, I can't come up with anything and I'm staring at a blank screen or a piece of paper. Exactly. And yeah, that's like, that's why, um, you know, they always say like sketch, you know, a hundred different logos before you do it. Man, sketching. So important. Yeah, it is. It's hard to start on the computer. Start with sketching. You can get, I like to get organic curves, organic shapes with my hand first on paper. Because I still find myself like, I feel like an old lady sometimes using the Wacom tablet. I'm like, yeah. Oh, I'm like, why is this not going the way I want? So is that what you use? Yes. Yeah, so I use really? Wacom tablet. I use the two monitors. But I have the tablet where you're looking at the screen and then you're drawing. Oh, okay. Okay. You're drawing on the tablet. Um, so it was really hard. At first, when I first started this job, because I was used to using the mouse yeah, me all too. the time. That's what I do. Yeah. And they thought I was insane. Thought I was crazy. I was telling them I was doing masking with the with the mouse when I first started. There. That's that's what I do. I, like, I use the pen tool. They were like, "How? What? No, there was a big debate over pen tool versus brush tool <laughs> when it came to masking. <laughs> I'm a brush tooler now. I yeah. started off pen tool, but I'm a brush tooler now. Dude, I um, uh, I've I've had to. Yeah, I've my different methods too. And it's funny, like, um, so at my job, we've had a lot of students come through and, and, um, to see the different, different methods, especially for masking is, is, uh, they're all over the board. Yeah, exactly. Everyone has their own way, which is what I've started to learn now. So anybody I can, I'm just like, can you show me, can you show me how you do your masking and painting back in the hair and doing stuff like that? Oh, yeah. I have to do stuff like that. That's tough. Man, you have a good job. You have Man. a good job. <laughs> It's like, like I said, it's, it's definitely something I thought I wouldn't get to till further down the line. Well, well, so tell me, so after, after you graduated, then, um, then what happened? After I graduated, I didn't do design for a couple months. Really? I was working at Cracker Barrel. I was like, I don't even want to look at right. a computer screen. <laughs> I just had to be at home. For a whole year, my last semester, no graduation, no spring show. That's right, because you were saying that um, it was COVID going on, and so the last year you were you were uh, doing that from home, all online, all school online. So not seeing anybody except for on the Zoom calls. Um, you just close your laptop, and you're like, "Well, guess I'm done." <laughs> so it was literally the last day. I would have loved that because yeah. <laughs> I'm an introvert and. Uh, and, um, well, I mean, I, I was going into the office for 15 years and, and, uh, I work for a state agency. So we had to wear, uh, you know, button up long sleeve shirts and, mm. and slacks and, <laughs> and hang around, hang around a bunch of finance people that don't care about design or very not creative. And so uh, being at home, which, um, the best thing ever, man, I would have loved it. My extroverted personality did not <laughs> like it at all. I was struggling. And so after I graduated, I didn't even, I don't even think I touched my laptop for like two months. I was like, oh, I'm just going to work and get some money. I don't even want to think about design. And then it felt like anytime you just had those terrible guests and customers who would come in, you'd go home and I would just, I was like, okay, you know what? Let, let me, let me apply a little bit. Let me actually get into where I want to be at. Um, we were fortunate enough before we left, um, our professor, Marissa, she made us make a LinkedIn page because they kind of knew like that's where it was going to go. Yeah. Like you needed a LinkedIn. I still do not have a LinkedIn page. Really? Should I get one? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's like. Mario, do you have a LinkedIn page? <laughs> oh, man. I'm the only one that doesn't. Come that's on. honestly like I tell anybody that's kind of like the future. That's like the job Facebook. I call it. Really? So okay. everyone has their LinkedIn pages. You put where you worked. You can have people who you worked with um, endorse you. So people who are want to hire you know that you actually can do those skills. You're not just putting it on there. You can put up projects that you've worked on. Um, so they had us actually do that before we left the program because they knew that's where it was going to go. And especially with everything being online, possibly doing remote work, um, yeah. that's where we had to be. Um, so it wasn't really helpful for us to be making business cards and 
the envelopes and everything like they usually would do because now everything's digital. You just you can design your resume, which we did. You're just sending that off. That's all they're really looking at. You're doing your interviews on Zoom and everything. Um, So it took a while, took a lot of interviews, a lot of no's, a lot of just getting ghosted by people. Really? You just never hear back from them. Yeah. You apply and then either you get the generic um, automated no rejection email. what What type of places were you applying at? Oh, my gosh. Anywhere. Anywhere that said junior designer, anywhere that said entry level. But the biggest problem I found was a lot of those also came with entry level, but you need to have two years of experience and you need to be um, an expert in Photoshop, an expert in XD, (laughs) an expert in this. And I'm like, I just I just got out of college through COVID, didn't get a chance to do any internships. Like, so how's this going to (laughs) work? Yeah, that's usually the problem with with entry level jobs is. They're not entry level. They want a ton of experience. And it's crazy because it's like, well, I was just getting the degree you want. But now you also want the experience. But I didn't get a chance to get that. Dude, well, they're missing out on the um, on the opportunity to be able to teach you some stuff, too. Yeah, exactly. I know with the students I've had, it's um, it's been great because they come in and they're willing to learn new things. They're not locked in their areas. And, and uh, yeah, man, and they're they're thriving for experience. Exactly. And that's what I like about concept arts. And honestly, if it wasn't for COVID, I wouldn't have this job to be honest. Cause they were, they're located in Southern California. So a lot of people they were hiring and everything was in Southern California. So once COVID hit and they were all online, they decided to branch out. Um, So now we have people who live in Maryland, Texas, California, Arizona, everyone's everywhere. You can live wherever. So how did they find you? They, the creative. Or how did you find them? (laughs) Well, they found me. (laughs) The creative director, Eli, uh, messaged me on my Instagram page, my design page, which I have, but nobody actually messaged me, messaged me before. And when he did, I thought it was fake um, (laughs) because (laughs) there was a lot of scams going on with people pretending to be people on LinkedIn and on other social media platforms, um, you know, offering you, hey, but we'll pay you this, you, you know. And so he's basically like, yeah, we're just looking for people to start as assistants. And I was like, mm, this doesn't really seem real. <laughs> and he's like, I, I can see how this might be too casual. Um, here's my work email. And even getting that, I still had my guard up, emailed him. You know, he was CCing people in. I was like, okay. I was actually going in and looking them up on LinkedIn. Smart. And I was like, okay. So it's concept eyes. They've been there for years. Okay. Okay. So every every person that he would say, I was looking them up on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, that's smart. That's how you have to do it. Yeah. And you background me, checks. Basically, <laughs> LinkedIn is your new background checks. That's what you got to do. How you get on at me? <laughs> But yeah, and then they let me know two other assistants would be getting hired with me so that we could, all three of us can be in a position where we're learning together, we're growing together. Um, and it kind of reminded me of the program. When you're in those cohorts, you're learning together, you're growing together. Dude, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it honestly reminded me of school. That's what made me gravitate to it. Um, they gave us like a whole list. They were like, okay, week one, we're going to, you're going to meet with the 3D guy. He's going to show you how we do 3D. Week two, you're going to meet with so-and-so. They're going to show you how we do this. So it was like, it's basically like they had a whole just list of things that we were going to learn. Dude, way to go, concept artists. Yeah. Way to go. <laughs> They're really great. Jeez, man, I'm impressed. <laughs> so so what were some of your struggles when you started that job? Or what what are what have been some of your struggles since you've been there? I think, which I've gotten better at, but just the idea that you can ask as many questions as you want. Because like we were talking about earlier, sometimes you get into um, companies and you feel like you can't ask any questions. Yeah. Or you don't want anybody to feel like you're dumb, like you don't know what you're doing. Being judged. Yeah, exactly. And so even now, especially since, of course, I'm a visual learner, 
sometimes they'll be like, okay, Tasia, I need you to da 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 da. And I'm like, um, can someone get on the Google Meets and just share a screen <laughs> with me really quick and just show me how to do that real quick? And they're like, yeah, sure. Yeah, like 12, I can, we can hop on, you know? And I'm like, okay, so I do this, I do this, I do this, and this. And they're like, yep. And I'm like, okay, I got it. I got it. So I feel like I can ask as many questions as I need to because I'd rather ask than to do something wrong. Yeah. And then obviously, you That's know. That's the way it should be. Yeah. And, yeah, you know. They don't get mad. They're not like, you did this wrong. Now you got to start over. And then you wasted time. Like, they just let us know. Oh, hey, actually, we're supposed to use this title on this poster. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Let me grab the file. Let me grab the file. (laughs) You're like, that sucks. I put a hell of time on that. I'm like, oh, oh, you're right. Okay. Or if you're (laughs) stuck, you know, we get to come up with ideas for different projects. um, And they always tell us. Even if it doesn't get picked, keep putting out ideas. Keep yeah. putting it on there. Um, even if we don't go through with it, you can always come back to one of us and we can go through and tell you why it didn't get picked, which helps a lot. Because then I'm like, oh, okay, that composition didn't work. This is how this person's worked and it works for the story and everything. So now the next go around, I have that knowledge. Dude, that is great. Yeah. I mean, the pushing you to be creative and coming up with ideas exactly because i mean we're all of us assistants we're relatively young so we got we got nice fresh ideas <laughs> dude that's great i um i think they're doing a really good job with you from, from from what i heard man i um i know a lot of different places do not do that yeah oh probably like 99 yeah. percent and, and um you know they shoot down creative ideas i've definitely heard from uh, graphic designers that are like no like you have to be on like your one idea yet you, you have to that's it like mm-hmm. it has to be like top notch otherwise you kind of get looked down upon exactly and it's nice to get feedback because i've had times where i get i've given ideas and like wow like this is actually, this is really good like just tweak this and you're good and i'm like oh my gosh validation <laughs> Dude, so, so all right so now that you've been there for a while what's what's your future plans like where do you see yourself in 20 years i'm like oh my gosh i know years. sorry i'll well, be 44 in 20 years i'm 24 yeah, welcome to my world <laughs> that's how old i am <laughs> it's so long from now uh i definitely want to keep growing become an art director um my dream was always to be working on Pixar Disney films. Really? Yeah. I've always wanted to do that. My mom still asks me almost all the time. So so now what? So are you going to apply for Disney? You apply for Pixar? I'm like, mom, let me get more experience for, yeah, <laughs> for right? a couple of years. Um, but that's kind of where I want to be. I like watching the behind the scenes on like Disney Plus, on the movies when you watch the behind the scenes I heard um, those work environments are not very friendly, though. Yeah, I've heard. But I kind of just still want to <laughs> see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but which is nice about LinkedIn. Um, most of the people who work there have LinkedIn. You can message them. They might not message back, but you can always try. And that's what I was actually doing when um, I was applying for jobs. I was messaging people from Disney. Dude. President of... Um, Imagineering. I was messaging art directors who were in Disney, introducing myself, telling them I'm a recent graduate. I just want some advice, can you know, to get to the spot that you're at. And I got a couple people message me back. It might have taken like a couple weeks, but they messaged me back. Dude, that's great information. I wish I wish I did that when I was younger. So anyone listening out there, that's how you do it. Yeah, just and we're in a day and age, you literally can just message people it doesn't hurt to message people i know on instagram so they have a lot of followers you're probably not looking at it um but i say linkedin's the way to go (laughs) make a linkedin it's a linkedin promo right here linkedin ad but it definitely helps like if they don't respond well they're probably busy or they probably didn't see it but nine times out of ten they will respond there was one girl she was super nice told me she started she was working at starbucks and then Disney found her, and now she's working for Disney. I was like, 
well, that that is amazing. Oh my gosh. So if you do work for these companies, what type of work do you want to do for them? I definitely want to do, oh my gosh, the movies. You want to do animation? Uh, oh my gosh. Or you want to do poster design? Probably poster design, like the little details you see in the movies. Um, yeah. I remember watching the behind the scenes of, for Turning Red. And she was talking about all the kind of Easter egg things that they were able to hide uh, design-wise in the movie. I, I love, like, if I was going to do work for them, it'd be to, like, do the background work for animations. Yeah. Like, like just, that's pretty sick. You can just add however you want. You add your mom's name. You are like, <laughs> Mom, you're right there on that frame. <laughs> you know, but I think, like, just stuff like that. Um, I like the, I've watched, like, their little shorts and the different people making the shorts and now they're allowing people who make the shorts to actually become directors and do the movies and everything. It's pretty cool. Dude. After listening to this, I think, I think you'll do it someday. Man, I sure hope so. I mean, even if I stay an art director working on movie posters for the next 20 years, that's freaking awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. (laughs) It's a lot better than than some other design jobs (laughs) for sure. I would take that over a state job any day. (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Working on reports are cool. Yeah. Okay. Jeez. I mean, those reports get used. Barely. Yeah, <laughs> Movie posters, you don't. I mean, technically, you don't get the credit. At, at least I have retirement health. Okay. I mean, so do I. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, dang, that's the only reason why I did that job. Yeah. All right, so um. So I'm going to end the podcast with one question here, um, and that is, what's your design motto? So like I said earlier, my design motto is simplicity is the key to good design. Man. Honestly, my design motto is probably the same motto I use in life. Pixar. (laughs) Adventure is out there. I have it tattooed on my arm. Oh, yeah, you do. Pals. Dude, I just love that cool idea that thank you. I got it done midtown. Uh, I just like the idea that there's always a different adventure graphic design wise or in life wise. There's always some type of adventure that you can go on, um, whether that's a short adventure, it's a long adventure, whether you do five adventures, 10 adventures, you're old. There's always something out there. Um, so even if you feel like you're stuck, manifest that. Tell yourself, I'm I'm not going to be here next year. I'm going to be doing something else. Even if it's not my dream job, I know I'm not going to be here. The same place I'm in presently next year. Dude, I love that positive attitude. And that's, that's great advice for uh, designers that feel burnt out and been on the job way too long. And some people are, you know, scared to take that leap. A lot. Especially when you've been at the same job for a long time. Exactly. But it's worth it. All right, Tasia. Well... Thank you very much for being on this podcast today. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And this was Monsters and Suits podcast brought to you by We Are Sacramento and The Loft. Thank you. Thank you. That was fun. These are nice. These are fun. <laughs> I want to be able to make.